Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and welcome to On Course with Heart Ramsey, and we call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God. And of course, that's Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gerard? I am good. Okay, so warning to everybody, we're going to a very sensitive place, so just prepare your hearts and minds. Um, so few weeks ago, we were all kind of hit with the news of literally two passings of major celebrities within three days of each other, Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, and it kind of hit a lot of us like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? Um, Because these are two people who uh, seemingly had it all. You know, uh, Kate Spade, of course, this huge dynasty in the fashion world. Anthony Bourdain came into our homes on a regular basis with this parts unknown situation. And um, both of them, uh, not far apart in age, one was 59, one was 61, um, both chose to end their lives. And um, it caused a lot of people to ask a lot of questions, and consequently, um, a lot of people have been talking about depression, suicide, all of these types of things that hadn't been part of our conversation for a while. Um, And it's caused people to start, um, even in the church world, having some of these conversations. I want to start by asking, um, well, let me start here, because a lot of people when they start talking about suicide and depression, immediately go to issues of mental health. So let's start here. Uh, Do issues of suicide and depression necessarily come from issues with mental health? Uh, The church tends to classify them always as spirits. Is it both? Is it neither? What do you see this as? Well, you know, it's both. And and it it starts out, uh, it starts out as, a shift in thinking. When I was in the military, I used to handle a thing called line of duty investigations. Okay. And if I, if I recall the rule, I think it was rule number 12. Or rule number 12 in the line of duty investigation uh, basically said that it is, it is to be, I'm paraphrasing, is, is, is to be, it is to be understood or presupposed that any person that ends their life at their own hands um, is not mentally stable. Wow. And so, um, and we, we came to we will come to that conclusion when we were when we felt that the military pushed the soldier to the place where um, they probably did not give him enough time to recuperate mentally or that their job was so stressful that it it depressed him. Whatever we, we would we were trying to find a way to get the family um, at least some some compensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I start I started by saying that I started by saying this is that. There's a spiritual and a natural aspect to everything. The natural aspect could be physical, emotional, mental, financial, um, relational, and uh, the suicide piece is so hard. As a matter of fact, I want to add this. You know, um, 
right before, matter of fact, right before Anthony Bourdain and, and um, the other lady, what's her name? Kate uh, Spade. Kate Spade. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Kim, but Kate Spade. Right, right before the end of their lives, we had a, our first suicide in our church in 21 years. Wow. And so um, it, it was. It was for me. It was devastating because as a pastor. Um, you want to you want to make sure that your people are good. And in this situation, although the person had not been um, coming to church regularly over the last couple of years, I still this was still a member of the church. And so, um, I had I had to do a homegrown service, um, that Saturday before. Um, I think Anthony kills himself on a Sunday night, and so I had to do a homegrown service the day before. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was a difficult thing. I, I cried from the time I got the news. Um. A week before, I, I cried every day wow. about it because the 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 only reason that anyone will harm themselves is because of hopelessness. Right. Regardless of whether it's a spirit, regard or regardless of its its mental illness or if it's just feeling rejected or loneliness, it yeah. all comes down to the person can't see past that moment. Right. All right. So um, and so I want to give just give a couple of things from scripture. In the Bible, there were five people who committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Five. Um, there was one that attempted suicide, but Paul was able to interrupt him. He was the Philippian jailer. And the Bible says that Paul interrupted him with, with a simple statement. He said, harm not thyself. We are all here. Right. Um, he was telling him that um, the rule was that if uh, a jailer back in those times, if you lost any prisoner, it was a life for a life. And so um, the, when, when the the earthquake shook the prison and the gates were opened. He took for granted that the prisoners left and his like his thing was, I might as well kill myself because they're going to torture me. Right. And, he, and he drew his sword to kill himself. And Paul said, don't kill yourself. We're all here. In other words, we count us. We're all here. Right. Um, we're here for you. Um, can you give your report? Just say we're all here. You didn't lose any. Mm-hmm. And that led to his conversion. Well, the story, of course, had had a, a specific meaning, but we could learn a lot from that. Sure. Um, sometimes I believe people take their own life because they don't take account of who's there with them. They think they're by themselves. It feels alone. It feels dark. It feels like there's no way forward. It feels like if I have to live another moment of this, uh, I got to check out. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the pressure of, of finances. Sometimes um, their plate is full. But they're not their own boss, so they they can't take a day off because it means they're going to lose pay. It could be so many different things and combination of things that people feel overwhelmed. Right. And and the, and so the, the whole thing is about being overwhelmed, yeah. being overwhelmed. Um, so suicide, um, um, also deals with regret. Okay. It, regret. It's it's the way we process regret. It, uh, regret is dealing with at least prolonged sadness. Um. It's caused by something that happened in your past, but you never got over it. You start seeing your past as irreparable, the irreparable past. I can't fix it. And so because I can't fix it, it's going to linger on with me in the future. Right. Then there's another word that we, we, we kind of get confused, Gerard, with regret. And it's the word remorse, mm-hmm. uh, which which is um, it's like a torment. It's a mental, emotional torment. And it comes from this strong sense of guilt yeah. um, for something either that's gone on or something that that um has went on and i start to punish myself and this is interesting to note that when you find that people hang themselves in scriptures when a person hung themselves in scripture it was because they were judging themselves wow judas judged himself wow 
And so he put a rope around his neck and he hung himself. Um, um, there are different people who kill himself by, by falling on swords. Ahithophel, um, David's ex-counselor uh, and uh, Bathsheba's grandfather, he hung himself. He judged himself a failure and he, and he, he hung himself. Wow. And so um, what suicide is really, it's Satan's permanent release. What he does is that he comes to you, he comes as a lying spirit and he manipulates you into looking at all the negative things. And he tells, he says to you that there is no way forward. He gives this false sense of reality. He makes them to believe that, that this is it. There's not, I mean, there's no hope for you. God doesn't even know where you are. People don't really care. And uh, a friend of mine told me one time that he was on his way to kill himself, and um, he, he he was praying, and he was saying, God, if, 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 if nobody calls me, if nobody calls me, because I'm always there for people, if nobody calls me, I'm going to go through with it. And and as he was on his way, he was close to the place where he was going to end his life, his phone rings. Wow. And somebody said, man, you in my heart, man, what's going on? Wow. He, he pulled his car over and broke down and started to cry, and he, and he was talked out of it, and now he's doing well in ministry. So, so I, I, there's so much, and, and Gerard, this topic right here is like for me is the bottomless pit because I could talk about this for a long time. Yeah, there's a traceable progression to most suicides. Okay, uh, it starts out with a number one, a loss of stability. Your life falls apart in some way, whether it's public or not. Right. We could the thing about social media today is we could put smiling pictures on Instagram. We could put these encouraging posts on Facebook. We could have, I mean, we could have all these this this long beautiful resume on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. but our life has lost its stability, it's fallen apart, it's become unstable. And, and um, the, it seemed like all these um, insignificant deficiencies, they simultaneously just grow into this devastating dilemma. And I find myself in a situation where I, I, everything's, you know it's like, Gerard? It's like all your bills come and do at once. Right. Everybody like, I want my money now. So you, right. you, you, lose, you lose stability. And then what happens, then you get into this mental confusion. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, um, and then we, we talk about, someone said, well, is it... Um, Insanity is it is it mental illness? Well, um, sanity. When we talk about the word sanity, it speaks of a mind that's functioning properly. Right. Okay. That means it can reason properly. It understands it in, in a customary manner. Um. Um. It 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 can. It's logical. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. It can figure things out. It can create. But but what we call mental illnesses a lot of times is when is when Satan comes in and he breaks our mental code and he tricks us into into this um we get into this looping thought process of failure and defeat and and embarrassment and guilt and shame and all this stuff and it keeps looping and our mind can't get out of that cycle so much so that it, it we start to experience sleep deprivation and we start to experience anxiety and 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 so we move from this instable life. Uh, of this unstable life, my life just became suddenly unstable, to this mental confusion. And then I moved from there into feeling this overwhelming sense of I'm always sad. It's like mm -hmm. I, it's like an emotional collapse. I'm always sad. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel helpless. I, I feel crippled. Then I feel this. Uh, there's a deception of hopelessness it's, it's that it, it won't get better. Right. And then Satan starts telling you, especially, and this especially works if you have no, if you have no, Theological and I hate to use the word theological. No spiritual um, um, fear. Mm. That's a good word. If you have no spiritual fear, I'm gonna explain it in a minute. Then he'll tell you the best thing to do is check out. Wow. He offers you a permanent solution to what, in most cases, is nothing but a temporary uh, uh, situation. A permanent mm. solution, the temporary situation. The reason I mentioned the word fear is this. I remember when I was ten years old. My mother and I were coming from piano lessons, and we stopped there. We saw a tent, and mom said, let's stop it. So we, it was a big old tent revival. We sat in the back, 
and the guy that was up was preaching a hellfire and damnation message. Right. And he and he started. He was preaching on hell. And when I tell you, I was ten years old, but he scared the hell out of me. I'm and I sure. literally, literally, listen to me. I'm talking about if, if there was any if there was anything in my mind where I'm gonna live it up and just go to hell. That left that night. Yeah. I was like the way. He, the way he described hell scared the crap out of me, mm-hmm. and I was I was having nightmares. I had nightmares. I was ten years old when that happened. I would have occasional nightmares all the way up to twenty one years old. Wow! About the things he said in that message. Wow. I used to have this recurring recurring dream that God was chasing me on a cloud, throwing lightning bolts at me. Of course, he painted uh, he painted a judgmental and unloving picture of God, but the thought of of entering into eternity prematurely to face that right. and of a burning hell that never goes out, man, that thing, I, I was like, I'll work it out. Right. <laughs> I'll work it out. I ain't going through that. Well, imagine a person's not raised with the under, because today we don't we don't ever talk about hell. We, our hell is, is a, a few and far between message. Mm-hmm. So imagine we don't talk about hell. So so some people have no concept of that. And so their thing is, I, this is hell right here. I'm going to get out of this. And no, there is a worse place than, than the earth, and there is a worse situation than you're in. Right. And I'm not going to go into that, and I'm not going to talk about the theology of it. I'm going to simply say that normally when... Um, the enemy starts introducing suicidal thoughts to your mind and, and they give you a plan of action. He's playing on the fact that you don't know enough about the afterlife mm. to make an informed decision. Wow. Okay. And so the Bible says a lot about suicide and a lot of people go to Second Corinthians chapter 7 where it talks about um, um, there's, there's a couple statements. One is a godly sorrow work of repentance mm-hmm. okay uh, but they said that but there's a but there's a, a sorrow that comes that's nothing but pure regret and it ends in death mm. the bible talks about that if you if you make a reference to this it's, i think it's in second corinthians chapter seven uh i'll say between verses eight and verse ten okay you can look at that and then the other scripture that the church quotes a lot is the one that says um um we're the temple of god and if, if anyone destroys the temple of god god him the god destroy mm-hmm. and um and so to that i want to say this i want to without even um saying yay or nay or confirming or or refuting that i want to make this statement there are a lot of people right now who are taking this what i call the slow approach to um suicide hmm. in other words in other words they're they're not they're in a hopeless situation and it i call it the long slow kill okay as a as, as a as a opposed to the abrupt ending um the long slow kill is i hate myself i hate my life i feel hopeless i feel so what so i'm gonna sleep around or or so i'm gonna I'm smoke or so i'm drink myself today you see what i'm saying so there wow. are people who are killing themselves the long slow way and then the people who want to t- go ahead and end it now the, the, the problem with that is, and I want to say this, and, and this is, is a deterrent. This is what I want to say, is that the afterlife is real. Yes. It is very real. There is an invisible realm. There, there, as a matter of fact, um, the, 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 uh, what, what noise is to silence, um, the visible realm is to the invisible realm. There's a, there's a, and there are rules. If you read the scripture, um, it is not, we didn't create ourselves. It's not our job to end ourselves. Right. Um, if there's a way in, and this is the message I preached, uh, just of the message I preached at that home going, if there's a way in, there's a way out. Don't ever let Satan tell you there's no way out. Wow. There is a way out. Yeah. There, there's a way out. You know, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, and this is for people who listen today, you have a financial problem? Let me tell you about financial problem. In 1997, I, I started NCC in 1990, 1996. Mm-hmm. By 1998, 
Um, um, I was up to my ear in in um medical debt. Couldn't pay med my medical debt. Um, uh, my wife had four major operations. Couldn't pay the debt. Had to file bankruptcy. Here was the embarrassing part about it. There, there's a new couple that just joined my church, and they were in bankruptcy court with me. They were in church on Sunday, and they were in bankruptcy court with me on Monday. Wow. And I had to get up on that stand, and you have to raise your right hand and say, I can't afford to pay my, pay my bills. I filed bankruptcy. When that couple saw me, they never came back to the church. I was so ashamed. Wow. But you know what? And they say, oh, seven years, you won't be able to do anything. But watch this. In two years, I bought a building for my church. Wow. Because God is God, and he doesn't care about what people say about that kind of stuff. Right. The situation that you think is a hopeless situation, and there's no way out of it, God has a way out of it for you. Yeah. If, there's, if you can get yourself in, God can get you out. That's good. And, and so, and so I, I want to encourage you with that. And I want to also go on and uh, um, say this before we get to the next part of the question, mm -hmm. is that it, uh, the... Um, in scripture, what you'll find um, is the people who, who kill themselves, they've they, they come to a place, and in most cases, they've come to a place where, where God would have forgiven them mm. for the thing that happened in life. And, and I, 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 I'm going to back up. There's only one unpardonable sin. Right. One. Right. It's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. It's right. not suicide. It's not adultery. It's not homosexuality. It's one unpardonable sin. And blasphemy against the Holy Spirit basically comes down to this, is that you have all the evidence, you have all the understanding that Jesus is Lord, that he's the Son of God, and you yet reject him and die rejecting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Wow. There's no there's no way to, to come back from that. If you leave this body... If you leave your body and you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if you have not been saved, you can't get saved after you die. That's the unpardonable sin, the rejecting rejecting the witness and the, the testimony of the Holy Spirit concerning Jesus. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Every other sin is forgivable. Mm -hmm. But I want to add this. Do not, do not take into your own hands the chance of saying, I'm going to end my life. It's a faithless act. It's an act. It's faithlessness. It's going to devastate everybody in um, in the world. And then God knows what you're, going to, what you're leaving to go into. Because what we're preaching to you is faith. It's what we believe from the scripture. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, we see through a glass darkly. That means there's some things we don't fully understand. Right. Ending your life is not an option. Wow. And so it, it's not an option. It, it, what's the option is you trust God. What's the option is you tell the truth about your situation. What's the option is you, you may need to break a relationship or to get out of a bad situation. What's an option is you may need another job. What's an option is you may, may need to downsize. What's an option is you may need to swallow your pride. What's an option is you may need, listen to this one, you ready for this? You may need to go to a therapist. Right. You may need to sit down and talk to someone and say something is wrong with my mind. Because the bottom line is if your body gets sick, nobody blames you that your body got sick. Right. They, they, I mean, they, you need a doctor. So if your mind gets sick is the same thing. We, and I'm going to tell you something. And if you're a preacher, and, and, and I know, uh, so we live in a bold time, but you'll come after me. I'm going to warn you right now. I'm coming back after you. This one topic I don't play with. Yeah. You have much scripture you can show me why. Uh, um. They going to hell. You better stop putting people in hell. You don't have a hell to put people in. Right, right. And you sure enough ain't got no heaven to put them in either. Right. What I'm saying is, for those of you, you said, Pastor, I, I've been having suicidal ideations that the thoughts have been coming to me. This is what I need you to do. I need you to go and get some help. It's simple. Here's what I need you to do. You, you get someone that you really trust. Tell them what you're going through and then ask them, can you take me, for number one, can you pray with me? Mm -hmm. Yes. Number two, 
can you take me to a doctor? I don't care if you went through deliverance ministry right. and it worked. Right. If you went through deliverance ministry and it worked, still go to a doctor, a, a, a medical, a, a, a mental uh, specialist and tell them that you were going through this, this situation. Mm -hmm. And, and look, watch this. Let them evaluate you. Yeah. Let me evaluate you, okay? What about the person who said, Pastor, you've not been going through this, and people pray for me, but nothing happened. My, my mind is still broke, but they give me medicine. I don't want to take it. Listen to me. So listen, take the medicine. Take it. Absolutely. You, you, you don't trust the medicine. You take it. You trust God. Right. You trust God. God can use food. God can use hands laid on you. God can use medicine. God could use water. Right. I've seen in Scripture where God healed people um, with... with um, he, uh, I remember there was a poisoning that happened in the Old Testament. The prophet told him get some get some kind of um um something that grew out of the ground, some kind of herb, and throw it in the pot, and it mm -hmm. healed the pot. Mm -hmm. God can use plants. Yeah, medicines come come from plant. Let, let what I'm saying is, is 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 stop. Don't be closed minded about it. If your mind is under attack, if your mind is sick. Give the Lord an opportunity to help you, but at the same time, go get counseling. That's why we have counselors. Right. I, I prefer a Christian counselor that understands. I prefer Christian counselors with a degree in psychology. Yes. Okay? And if, you, if you're ashamed, you say, Pastor, I'm just ashamed to see a therapist. Let me tell you something. I got therapists in my life mm -hmm. that I trust. Yeah. And I don't have a problem being on the couch. Yeah. Okay, you need it, especially if you're in a high pressure situation or if you're young and the thing you're trying to figure out, there are things you don't know. And don't make a permanent decision because you're in a situation right now that because your heart hurts. Yeah. So well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. He quit me and he's with her. And I just feel so bad. Listen, I know it hurts, but you're going to get past this. And you and I'm going to tell you something. Trust me, the day's going to come when you're going to look back at that Negro and you're going to go, I was going to hurt myself over him. <laughs> right. right. He ain't got no teeth. Right. I mean, you, you're gonna <laughs> the time is gonna come where you're gonna look back and say man that would have been a bad move yeah give god a chance to work out your situation and that's a lot gerard but i had to get all out stay tuned for more of today's teaching with pastor hart ramsey imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it pastor hart ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. And now... A word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. Yeah. There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC 
Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift via text message, simply text UPLIFT to 46786 and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. To receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift on a daily basis, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. I know you're going to dig this. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. No, it's important. And I think it's important that you share that and there are people who need to hear it because I think what happens um, for most of the people who are listening who are either people who are believers, people who are creatives, people who are thinkers, is that we are often taught to suffer in silence. So, you know, a culture has been created that when the question is asked, how are you, we're expected to say, I'm good, I'm fine, or blessed and highly favored. People don't expect us to say, well, here's really what's wrong. Yeah. Um, so, so this is a two-part question. Part number one is when you're being asked how are, or when you're asking the question, how are you, how deeply should you probe to find out the real answer? And yeah. then the second part of that is for the people who are super strong, the super strong friends, et cetera, et cetera, who know how to put up a wall, what do we tell them to help them take the wall down so they can start to answer these questions honestly? I know those are both loaded questions, but. Well, you know what? They're great questions, and I'm going to tell you this. And it all depends on who we've been to that person up to that point. That's important. It's important. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's certain people when I'm going through a difficult time yeah. and my phone rings, I won't answer the phone. If, if, if my history with this person is, watch this now, they're going to lean on me. Right. Because what I've learned to do, Gerard, what I've learned to do is to measure my resources. Yes. And if my internal resources can't handle that phone call, I won't answer the phone. That's good. But, if I, but now watch this. I could be in the same state of mind and the phone rings and there's a person that I can lean on yeah. and I will answer the phone immediately. Or matter of fact, they won't have to call. I will call them. Yeah. So so I think what we have to understand is if I've not been a, 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 a listening ear or a compassionate heart to someone, when I ask them how they're doing, they're going to give me the surface answer. Absolutely. They're going to give me the surface answer. But but now, so what we need to do is we need to become the kind of people who are engaged, who are compassionate, who, who are giving yeah. Um, um, I had a, 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 a crazy thing happen. And, and we have to trust the Holy Spirit as well because the Bible says that he will, he will lead us and guide us into all truth and he will show us things to come. Right. And, and um, I believe um, um, a, a friend of mine called me he had been calling me all through the week. I was grieving the loss of this young lady in our church, mm-hmm. and and he and he had been calling me. I didn't answer the phone because I just don't want to. I didn't want to be on the phone with him. I'm normally up, you know, bubbly, and sure. and I didn't want. I didn't want to bring him down, so I didn't answer the phone. Well, he he called me again yesterday. Kept calling, so I finally answered the phone. He said, "Man, why are you not answering your phone?" And here's what he said to me. He said, "You were so heavy on my heart." Mm. I was wondering, he said, I started getting in my car and drive four hours to see, well, are you okay? He said, man, he said, I, I will see you on social media. He said, but I couldn't get this thing up off of me. Mm-hmm. Listen to me, saints. Listen to me, people. 
when when the Holy Spirit puts someone in your heart that heavy, yeah. you're not, if you call them and they say, that, okay, listen to me, the Bible says, let, let God be true and every man a liar. Mm-hmm. God will not put someone heavily on your heart if they're okay. Right. No matter what they say. Right. And, and if he had called me, I'm telling you right out time, I'm good because because and we don't say it in in, in, in uh by way of deception. Right. We say it by way of of, of of expectation. We think they expect us to say we're okay. Right. And so this is the thing. This is this is what I learned. Is that sometimes people say I'm okay, and when they say I'm okay, you say, Okay, well, well, tell me what you need. I mean, what's going on with you? And you, if you talk to them long enough, they can yes. what happens is we disarm them, we remove layers of defense. We we tear down the wall a brick at a time yeah. with love and compassion and concern. Without probing, we just ask questions and, and we just share and we talk. After a while, round and round, layer and layer, you're gonna find you get to the real issue. That's good. That's and that's what happened with me and this brother. And finally, when I told him the situation, man, he said, you know what, man? He said, I was supposed to come do some stuff for you. And, and he said, you never had. I said, man, I didn't. I said, really? I didn't have the budget for it. He said, and he swore to me, well, so you think this is about business? Wow. He said, he said, Pastor, you think this is about business? Wow. He said, no. He said, business is a means by which I can connect with you. He said, because I, he said, we, he said, I, I know you sense that the Lord has put us this brotherly bond. And I said, yes, I do. I said, but I don't want to be a burden to you, mm-hmm. especially the fact I'm a pastor. You know, I carry the weight of churches on me. Sure. And he said, but you cannot carry it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And though you can't share confidential information, you can at least have someone there. You, you can text and say, hey, brother, lift me up in prayer. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to tell you what happened to me on uh, Monday morning, I, I, Sunday not a, uh, I was dealing with a, a difficult situation, and I went to sleep. I was real heavy, and I woke up on on Monday morning, and um, the church had called me and said to me, "They said, Pastor, hey, um, um, someone called and want to know some personal information. They want to send you an offering." And so my thing is like, you know, tell them send it to the church, and they said, person, "Pastor, this person was specific. The Lord put it in their heart mm. to give you some money." And I was like, "Okay, well, I said, well, if it's that deep, you can pay pilot or cash app it, okay?" Mm-hmm. And so. I get money all the time through PayPal and Cash App. Yeah. And so, um, um, but I woke up Monday, I mean, I went through this, that was like last week sometime, I was going through that difficult thing, and, mm-hmm. and I woke up Monday morning, and I was checking my email, and I saw this Cash App hmm. for an insane amount of money. Wow. And I thought to myself, wow, I didn't know I didn't know that person had that kind of money. <laughs> right. But And, and, and I, I use the example to say this. Sometimes people ask us how we're doing, and we don't say to them how we really do it because we don't think that they're qualified to render assistance. Wow. Sometimes we're right. Most times we're wrong. Wow. You know, I found, Gerard, that when people are struggling, especially with a sense of hopelessness or there's a heaviness or a helplessness, I found that what helps them the most or what helps us the most when we get there is not someone who could say the right things. Yeah. Is someone who can listen properly. That's right. Without judgment. That's right. That's right. So I, I think we should. I think we should be that for some people. I agree. I agree. I think too often we we just. I think we think that we're always supposed to have the right answers. Yeah. And so sometimes that either causes us not to approach a situation, or it causes us to be like a bull in a china shop. You know, and we because we just go in and just data dump on people, you know, it it, it reminds me of one of my favorite. This is funny. Uh, my wife and I would joke about this all the time. 
there is a movie called White Men Can't Jump. Yep. <laughs> and there's there's a seated there with Rosie Perez and Woody Harrelson. They're laying in the bed and she says to him, I'm thirsty. So he's getting up. He wants to get up and go get her a glass of water. And she's like, no, I don't want you to get up and get a glass of water. And he's like, well, what what do you want me to do? And she says, I want you to be able to relate to the fact that I'm thirsty. <laughs> and I would just sit back and I was like, this makes no sense. And Yanni was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, this perfectly defines our relationship. But the, tr <laughs> but the truth of it is, and the reason I tell that is because people don't always want you to come in and solve their problems. Sometimes they just want you to know, you know they just want to be able to know that you can relate or that you're willing to listen and that there's a platform for them to be heard. And I think, you know, when we're dealing with these kinds of issues, we're dealing with that a lot because for people, particularly as you, you, you get into a place where you have more responsibility, I think sometimes those are the people that are in even more danger because yeah. they don't have someone who they can talk to. So before we wrap up, what do you say to people? Because it's interesting what, again, brought this into a headline are two uh, major superstars who nobody would imagine would have any problems. Um, what do you say to people who have a large degree of responsibility and yet feel as though they don't have a place to you know, be able to share their feelings and concerns and they're giving thoughts of, you know, they're having issues and bouts of depression or even thoughts of suicide. What do you say to them about being able to create a circle or to find a platform? How do they do that? Well, what I think, that's a great question, Gerardo. What I think should happen is number one is I, I think we all should go and assess our present relationships, the quality of them. That's and I'm not saying, you know how we, the, the big thing about, you know, um, uh, cut people off. I'm not talking about to cut people off and burn bridges stuff. What I'm talking about is being honest about the about the, the level of access, the level of proximity, the level of trust that we have for the, the various people that we call friends. Yeah. Yeah. And even for family. Yeah. Now let me tell you something. A lot, you know, there are people who commit suicide, and 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 one of the things that grieve them is their family. Right. Right. Man, let me tell you something. Don't kill yourself over your family. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it comes down to it, and you have someone in your life that absolutely is wearing you down, wearing you out. They, they, they become like a, a anchor uh, in your life or in, in terms of like they, they just they won't get it. They refuse to get it and they don't and they become a burden to you mentally and emotionally. You need to put some molecules between you and that person for peace sake alone. I'm not saying Absolutely. to end the relationship. I'm saying you need a break from them regularly. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you, there needs to be an honesty. Some of you, some of you, you try you're trying to please your parents and your parents are grieving your spirit. Wow. And you need to tell him you're grieving me. And he said, well, I can't do that. But okay, well, you know what? If, if you, especially if you're a leader, mm -hmm. this is what I would say you do. Number one is that you narrow your circle to people that you can trust with certain levels of information. They, they have to be accountable. They have to be confidential. Right. And then you let them know, you ask them, can you be this in my life? Can you be a part of my circle of advisors, the, the people I can vent to? I have three um. I have three close people that, that with me, and I have uh, my, my board of advisors. Or is, it makes up about ten people, um, and they don't know who the other one is. 
Oh, that's good. Man, that's good. And, and they're not in the same place. They're not my, all members of my church, and they're not on the same level. Some of them are filthy rich, and some of them are poor. Mm-hmm. But I have levels of advisors. They're not all female. I mean, not all male. Some of them are female. Yeah. And the ones that are female, my wife knew. Bless the Lord. That's safe. Oh. <laughs> Safety. Amen. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. You know, she. she yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so this the, the reason. And, 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 and so she knows who they are. Yeah. And, and so um, if they call for me, she said, so and so is important. And she knows I'm going to talk to that person. You need that. Because life, I'm going to tell you something. Especially when you're carrying the, the um. The, the financial responsibility of the situation you're carrying you're carrying maybe the um the creative responsibility of the situation or or it, what about this what about this you are the leader of a group especially in a musician you're the leader of the group and all the other people look to you for their paycheck right these kind of pressures even at the head that you're the head of household you need someone to talk to and if, and if you're married it should be your mate you should be able to sit down with your mate and, ha- and have a non-judgmental conversation about how weak and vulnerable and, and useless you're feeling at the time because everybody goes through it right every even the most beautiful people will wake up in the morning and feel like they're ugly and they need someone to, to tell them listen baby you're beautiful right Okay. Um. I sometimes I, I'm gonna tell you what, my, what what I love about my wife is that when I get finished preaching, there's sometimes, especially when I when I'm in my full, I can't tell if I'm doing well or doing terribly, and she'll always tell me this part of the message really blessed me. And I say I, really, I thought I messed that other part of it. She said no, you didn't. She said we were clear, we understood. And her thing to me is you are you can never mess up a message. You're too good. Wow. See. You see what I'm saying? We all need that. And so it's, you're not weak or, 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 or vain or, or, or whatever because you need that. But I mean, you're human. That's the way you're made. Right. That's the way we're made. And, and, and this thing, I'm going to tell you another thing, too, that I, I want to recommend. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your pride. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's easier said than done, but we all ha- we all have it. Mm-hmm. There are some things we won't share. And there's some things that we, we don't want to disappoint people. But I'm going to tell you something. The, I'm gonna tell you. You said, but I just don't want to disappoint. So, so, so you will kill yourself, right? That's a, let me tell you what happens. It breaks people's hearts to the place because the first thing they think is, I, I, I know I could have done something more to help. Sure. I know, and especially if they had a conversation with you, and, and they'll feel they'll punish themselves for the rest of their lives thinking that they let you down, right? Now give people a chance to help, and, and uh, people will surprise you in a good way. There are people that will love on you and keep. That story to themselves, yes. uh, th- th- but you but you have to assess your circle, get st- get quality friends. And I want to say this, oh Lord, this is on my heart to say. Yes. Stop having relationship with people. I'm talking about being in a relationship with people where all they want is a part of you. Ooh. Whether that part of you is your gift or your mind or your body mm-hmm. or your information or your contacts, man, you don't need those relationships. I want whole life, not not term life yeah you need a whole life relationship why because let me tell you something suicide is an abortion of destiny what it does is it cuts off everything that god had planned for you god set a race before you to run and at different parts you have to go through sometimes you have to go through the valley of the shadow of death where it's dark and cold and threatening but you're going to come out why because the lord leads you yeah he leads me beside still water, but he also, then he restores my soul. He le- uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. Right. His, rod and staff, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He prepares tables before me in the presence of my enemies. This is what he does. Give him a chance to be God. And he said, you don't understand, Pastor. God doesn't, God feels so far away. Let me tell you something. Feelings lie. This is true. 
They lie, man. How many times have you felt worthless? Right. But Jesus died for you. That means you're not worthless. That's right. But you're not worthless. You you ask the right people and they tell you as badly as you're doing. You ask the right people. I remember uh, I was um, years ago. I was on a sabbatical. Uh, my life had fell up, falling apart. And this guy wrote me, man. He, he had heard about it from Europe, and he said to me, he said, Pastor, I wrote to make sure you weren't leaving the ministry. He says, My wife and I right now are together because we ran into you some years ago, wow. and we were at your church just a short while. He said, we, they said we came there as a last ditch effort before we went to divorce court. You ministered to us, you blessed us. Now we're over here in Europe together, having an amazing life. The sisters that we've had had children and when the doctor says we couldn't have any our lives are blessed because of you wow. and we wanted you to know that wow. you don't even know who you're touching and who you're blessing you're right don't don't cut off what god is trying to do don't don't tear down what god is trying to build i i, I mean I, I i i forbid you from from even entertain the thought of ending your life or harming yourself the devil's a liar yeah and i'm gonna tell you something about pity parties pity parties are a terrible way to have a group meeting alone if you have a group meeting by yourself, have a prayer meeting. Right. A pity party does you no good. Feeling sorry for yourself does no good. Uh, listen, I mean, you're not alone. You're not the only person. Going, a lot of people are going through craziness. And you know what? Just like they, they have to figure it out, you're going to have to figure things out. But God has answers. Ask for answers. Ask for God to surprise you yeah. with favor. Ask him to surprise you with with uh, with resources. He will do it. Yeah. He will do it. I, I, I encourage you, um, don't harm yourself. We are all here. We, we're here. Yeah. Reach out to the right persons. You call, you know who the right people are. They answer their phone. They return your text. They show up for the meeting. They they they, they take you. They they take or responsibly with you. They take your hand and walk you through things. Mm. You're not alone. That is so good, and I really hope you guys will take all of that to heart. Live. Life is worth living, absolutely. So we want to hear your thoughts on today's session. So uh, reach out to us by way of social media. You can use the hashtags either heart to heart, that's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T, or on course. And uh, definitely reach out to us, share your thoughts, share your lessons, share your questions. We want to be able to be there for you and uh, help you through these situations. And if you have something you want us to dialogue about, shoot that to us as well. We would certainly love to talk about that on a future episode certainly be sure to rate download and subscribe to this podcast on itunes and on google play join us next time as we get on course with heart ramsey